You're listening to KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. I'm Tula, one of your hosts from Tabica. And I'm Abby. And welcome to today's show. So what are we talking about? Today we're going to be talking about growing up. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting, much like growing up is. You're right. Okay, let's get started then. Okay, cool. Um, so, Tula, how do you feel about growing up? Um, like, what, what are your general thoughts? I feel a little scared. <laughs> yeah, like, that's if I If I had to sum it up without being poetic and without being philosophical, I would say that I'm kind of scared. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's the unknown. I don't know what's going to happen. Into the unknown, like from Frozen. Yeah. I haven't seen the second one. You're crazy. That's the best one. <laughs> but yes. Okay, grow- anyway. Thinking about growing up, thinking about being an adult, thinking about what taxes are. Still don't know. It's scary. It's scary. Yeah, I feel like they didn't. They don't really teach you enough reasonable life skills. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. In school, like they teach you how to do calculus, but they don't teach you how to do taxes. Right. So, how do you feel about growing up? I feel like growing up is. I mean, it's just one of those things that everyone has to do, and I'm obviously scared to do it, but I know that it'll be okay. I mean, that's a good way to look at it. I feel like I could probably have a more positive outlook on growing up, but yeah. Mm, you know. So let's talk about kind of our experiences with growing up. How, how like, you know, yeah. it's treated us. Um, I think, well, I guess it's been, it, I don't know. I mean, it's a gradual process, right? Like it, it's different depending on what the thing that's growing you up is. You know, when you're eight years old and you start packing your own lunches and it's like, <laughs> I'm growing up, but you know, then you're 16 and you're driving and then it's a a little different. So I guess mostly my experience with growing up has been positive. I would agree. I feel like there are definitely times where I've been forced to grow up, maybe in circumstances in which I would have preferred to be a child a little bit longer. Absolutely. But for the most part, I would say I do like packing my own lunches and I am excited to get my license. So absolutely. I mean, I feel like there's always some sort of positive when you're looking back on like growing up definitely and changing, even if it is a negative experience there's something to gather from it i mean obviously we're here and we're more grown up than we were yesterday so yeah that's true <laughs> um, so whoops sorry oops. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about like the hardest part about getting older in our opinions as teenagers so far yeah um i guess <laughs> mm, i think the hardest part of growing older is just like the best part of it like you just have more responsibility like the, I don't know, it's, some of the responsibility is good and some of it is like, you're losing your childhood. You you don't get to have things done for you anymore. It's you doing all the things. Yeah, I mean, I've always been like really into the idea of being independent like that. Totally. And my mom's like, Tula, you don't know how to do the dishes correctly. You're not gonna move out like right now. <laughs> and maybe she has a point, but the idea of ha- being responsible for myself and everything that I'm doing is something to look forward to in my opinion and yes I I know that it's not all I don't know some analogy you know yeah Um, I think it's exciting yeah it's not all sunshine and rainbows not all sunshine and rainbows you got there and I I mean I feel like that's kind of another one of the best parts because like I mean even in movies even when we romanticize adulthood we see like the part parts of it are bad just like parts of Every second of your life could be good and bad. Yeah. I think one of the best things that I've ever heard from a therapist, well, not one of the best, I've heard a lot of good things from therapists, um, but one of the things that I've heard a lot is like, your life looks like a 
a sideways V shape. So when you're like five years old, the best thing that could ever happen to you is getting a lollipop from the convenience store. Yay, exciting. The worst thing that can happen is, I don't know, your parents forget to tuck you in, something like that. <laughs> and as your, as your life goes on, like once you get to be 40, yeah, the worst thing that can happen is like you lose your job. Accidentally like, commit tax fraud. You yes. have to do something that will get you in trouble Absolutely. with the law. But yes. the best thing that can happen is like you get married. It's amazing. There are these high highs, low lows, and they just keep, you know, getting the yeah, but difference gets bigger. The significance of them in the moment doesn't change. Yeah. Because I would, as a five-year-old, hypothetically... I'm not five, but <laughs> two for, is a five-year-old. For, for the hypothetical, I'm like, oh my god, this lollipop is the best thing to ever happen to me. I mean, I'd probably feel about it as ecstatic in the moment as I would as a four-year-old <laughs> getting engaged. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like that's the feeling of to talk joy about. is the same. Yeah. Yes, the feeling of growing up and accomplishments are are relatively similar throughout your life. I'd say. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. There's a lot of things that are different now. Just, I feel like for me, everything is different. So yeah, just like overall, what is different in your life now from when you were younger, I guess? I don't know. Um, I'm taller. That's true. <laughs> I, I You were okay. little when I met you. That's true. Abby and I met when I was like 12. Yeah. Or no. Well, 13, yeah. 12? No, you were 12. Yeah. But and she was really little. She was like four foot something. And I was like five foot something. <laughs> and then I hit five, five and I did not keep growing. And now Tula's like six foot. Yeah. Six feet tall. Tula is six feet tall, guys. It's crazy. And I guess, okay. If I'm really just stepping back and being introspective, what is the most different thing? Um, even in the time I've known Abby, I would definitely say the way I process things, which is definitely a generic statement. Yes, I process things differently than when I was a two-year-old. That is a given. But even, I feel like, hmm, especially when it comes to growing up right now is a super vital time, right? Like, okay, from 12 to 15 is like developmentally personality wise everything i think i've changed the most i i absolutely agree and yeah abby and i have falling out as evidence to prove that we b- were both changing at a rate that neither of us at at some points could comprehend for each other yeah and i would say that's the most different thing like maybe my surroundings and everything around me are are the most different things or maybe the way i view them the way i perceive yeah. things is the most different that's f- final statement final answer i totally agree with you because i think you can talk about the differences in an environment and just like the things responsibilities that you have now but i think definitely the most important thing is how your mind has changed how you view things how you process emotions i mean at the end of the day that's mostly what matters yeah and uh, the way things are weighed are, are, are so different to us now yeah i still do like candy but it certainly is not the priority in my life right yeah i don't know if it ever was but you know. uh, yeah and I, I feel like that is probably the most interesting thing we could cover when it comes to growing up is like especially for this generation i feel like the way we weigh things comparatively speaking to uh other generations like baby boomers and millennials is mm-hmm. is a lot different because we've yeah. got we've got a couple okay we have different things to think about right yeah i we were just uh talking about this with my dad and stepmom yes. i think and we were just talking about like our generation is so different like the ideal for us is in 10 years we are alive and maybe <laughs> have a job yeah that's kind of true and like I don't know. I guess I don't really get the liberty of thinking like 30 years in the future. Do I want to settle down with kids or whatever? I can think like, okay, in in an ideal situation, I want to live in a 
giant house and I want to be happy and I want to have a family. But when you're thinking realistically, especially in this generation, it's like, okay, will I get a job before climate change ends the entire world kind of thing? Yeah. And like the the thing the way that we have to weigh, you know, like like irreversible cons versus like potential pros it is a difficult thing to handle as a teenager. Yeah, I mean blame it on blame climate change or whatever on whoever you want. True. But I don't I don't think Gen Z's way of thinking is necessarily pessimistic. It's just that the reality that we have is so much different than it was for boomers. I would say it is pessimistic. And, and not not without reason, but I definitely would say that most of my friends would think would are rather pessimistic when it comes to like but outlook. You, I think I would say that what you're saying is pessimism i would say is realism like well yeah i think okay. that's just that's just I, like i feel what? like i feel i feel like the way that okay humans processing is is um you know ignorantly optimistic yeah you know because of course when it comes to giant world disasters and all of all of these um giant things that have happened in our world mm-hmm. a lot of the times we can look back and see people being ignorant of it as to preserve you know their their morals their whatever like i don't want to have to think about this so i'm not going to yeah quote ignorance is bliss so maybe i guess realism has um a, a pessimistic connotation yeah, I I see where you're coming from. I think I agree. Okay, so good. We're on the same page again. Yeah. yeah so cool. yes, realist. Also, yes, a little bit sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the reality is a little sad sometimes. I know, so. right? And that's a good thing. We were we were talking about like, oh, what do we want to do in ten years? Yeah. I mean, things just keep getting more expensive. That's like, true. Inflation, oh, baby. Inflation, baby. Baby. And. I feel like it's kind of almost impossible to think about, like, people can't live on minimum wage now. So think hypothetically, like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to, there's a very high, like, I doubt, okay, I will probably be in student debt for the rest of my life. Yes. Right? And so I got to find a job that can cover that and also is like a livable wage. Mm-hmm. And keeping inflation in mind, keeping the economy in mind, we, we just, we're in a pandemic. Like, obviously, the economy is is an unpredictable thing yeah so i guess i can't really say which is kind of what the conclusion we came to during that conversation yeah and i think the the idea of you know like raising the minimum wage that's amazing that's wonderful but in reality inflation is just going to get worse because (laughs) people you know they're going to have to pay their employees more so then they're going to up the costs of whatever they're Mm -hmm. selling and so it's just going to continue it's an endless cycle yeah anyway so all that being said our generation maybe does not have the the most sunshiny outlook on life. You're right, but let's circle back around to sort yeah. of personal outlooks on growing up. So, um, how are our lives, do you think, overall different from, let's give a time frame for this question. Okay. Maybe 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I was six years old. I was five. That's so, weird to think about. Right? So how different is it? Maybe not outlook-wise, but like gen- genuinely like your surroundings. Okay. And maybe the world. I mean, I wasn't too political at five, yeah, but. Me you know. neither. That's true. We can kind of gather some, something. Yeah, I think when I was five years old, or six years old, I guess, I would have been just ending kindergarten, <laughs> or going into first grade or something, and I was homeschooled. So, oh. yeah, I was homeschooled for a couple of years. Huh. So that was an interesting time. My <laughs> poor mother. I'm sorry, mom. Um, so yeah, I was homeschooled, and I, my parents were were pretty uh, conservatively Christian at that point. So I was like learning catechisms and stuff. Oh wow! Yeah, 
That's like where you ask a question and then you have to memorize the answer verbatim. Oh. And then you, huh. yeah. So I lo- I knew a lot of questions and answers. Oh. So that's probably why I'm good at memorizing things. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Anyway, um, so life is just a lot different. I think, I, I, I guess the outlook that you have when you're six years old is just, it's pretty like, it, it's, there isn't a lot that could go terribly wrong for you. I, I guess that's a broad, a generalized <laughs> statement. There are a lot of things that could go wrong for right. a six-year-old. But, I, I mean, for me, it wasn't. I just didn't feel like the big issues that were necessarily happening around me were that big of a yeah. deal. Because I, I wasn't aware of them. Ignorance is bliss. You're right. You're right. Yes. Awesome. For me, I don't know. How is my life different? I had just moved into the house that I'm still in now. I had one brother at the time. I have two now. Yeah. And um, I don't know. At the time, I I was not allowed tech. The only thing I watched was PBS. Me too. I wasn't allowed to watch anything And else. it wasn't even that. It was just my mom was like, you don't need to. I was outside literally 12 hours a day, hmm. would ride in a wagon. I used to play with deer. I used to like be at the park all the time, went Tula. walking. Tula, are you Snow White? A little. Maybe. Tula is Snow White, guys. <laughs> That's why she's vegan. Maybe. And okay, so... I feel like I feel kind of sad about it thinking like looking back because I I don't know I have a phone now and not to demonize phones or anything but I was probably a lot cooler when I was like in touch with my surroundings a little bit more yeah I'm in touch with like global issues now which I do appreciate definitely I definitely would not trade to be like ignorant and be like me playing in the woods but I do miss it I do miss yeah things not being as complicated maybe not yeah in, in a selfish sort of way, I do miss being ignorant more so than I am now. Yeah, I totally agree. I think when you're little, it's like you just go climb a tree. That's like right? you just do it. That's the goal for the day. The goal for the day is climb a tree or like your parents take you on a bike ride. Yeah. I don't know. It, you definitely, I think you're more grounded when you're little. Yeah. <laughs> you're closer to the ground too because you're shorter. So maybe, I feel like this is a good one to talk about, especially now. Mm-hmm. So how are our school lives different? Because, I don't know, we're not even going to a proper school. I have been to so many different kinds of school. We talked about this <laughs> in the school episode. Yeah, we did. So when I was, you know, I've been to every kind of school. It mm-hmm. does, the school now is probably the best it's ever been for me, which is not the experience of so many people. I understand yeah. that. But for me, doing school online has been really great. I don't have to think about, you know, the things that cause me, like, social anxiety as much. I just, you know, get on my computer and do it. And I have more time to myself, and I have more time to do the things that I like to do, which I don't use very well. But theoretically, theoretically, I would use that time to read a book. Yeah, okay. So for me, I went to Montessori first grade through sixth grade. Um, Really great for, like learning who I am really bad for learning foundational math skills anything I need for actual school yeah um so my I feel like it it was kind of rough I went into seventh grade I did not know how to do division I still don't know how to do division I don't know what a fraction is I'll tutor you thank you and um like I definitely think school sucks for me now. I am not like Abby when it comes to school we do actually get pretty pretty similar grades though yeah we both pretty good students but it's but i i hate online school the only reason i i do well in school is because i love 
having good relationships with teachers and students and it is motivation for me to do well yeah. and when I don't have the face of an authority to respect I simply do not respect it so I apologize to my teachers <laughs> yeah it's... I'm not like bullying them on zoom or something but I, I definitely don't have a lot of motivation to finish my assignments per se yeah I think for um motivation is a really interesting to think, thing oh to God. talk about when you're growing up because just like what we were saying with you know the candy bar that's your motivation right? to you know be in the potty whatever um now it's a lot different your motivation is like i want to get a good job i want to yeah. graduate from high school i gotta get an a on this test or i'm doomed kind of okay. thing <laughs> okay maybe not that but <laughs> <laughs> but like it's definitely different and yeah a motivation itself hard thing to get yeah i actually struggle with that i'm so inconsistent and that's kind of a call out for like most aspects of my life unfortunately yeah but I feel like inconsistency is probably one of my largest flaws, especially when it comes to schooling. Because, mm. like, I'm going to be in debate for four years. I want to do chamber for four years. The question is, am I going to be able to? Yeah. Good yeah. question, Tula. Yeah, that's interesting. And then how are our social lives different? Um, Maybe even, let's even compare it to last year. Okay, last year versus this year. Um, No, not much has changed, actually. <laughs> so that doesn't really work for me. Um, I guess... I've just grown closer with the friends. I've pretty much had the same friend group since like eighth grade. Oh, so wow. yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty great. I love all of them so much. Um, I guess, you know, um, I, I've started hanging out with you more. And so that yeah. has really broadened my peer yeah, group. Yeah, that's actually true because I'll ask Abby like, oh, hey, you want to come out with blank and blank? Yeah, and I'll be like, okay, sure, let's do it. Um, and I, I have no yeah. idea who they are. But then I end up having more <laughs> friends because Tula has introduced me to people and it's pretty great I wouldn't consider myself part of a friend group right now I I was last year in a pretty big friend group and sort of drifted off during quarantine which honestly pretty good for me I'm enjoying myself a lot I hang out with kids that are a little bit older than me now not in a creepy way not like 30 (laughs) you're hanging yeah you're hanging out with like 20 year olds around with like the college students no but um mainly I like I like I like debate kids a lot I'll say it now I think they're cool and that is purely from a debate kid perspective (laughs) but (laughs) recently I've been hanging out with a lot of kids from debate and I'm enjoying it because that's a passion of mine right now yeah that's great yeah I've just been kind of bouncing around seeing who I want to see it's pretty cool I like it a lot yeah that's great um so I think we're probably about ready to you know take a break play some songs you're right okay we will be right back after this see see you guys in a sec Bye. bye Counterspin now airs every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Counterspin provides a critical examination of the major stories every week and exposes what the mainstream media might have missed in their own coverage. Tune in Tuesdays at 12.30 p.m. for Counterspin on KYRS Thin Air Community Radio.
You did for my 
Hi, and welcome back. Hi, guys. That was Walden Pond by Attaboy. And welcome back to Tabby Cat. Hello. Hi. Okay, we'll jump right back into growing up with talking about our younger selves. So, Abby, what would you tell your younger self if you could? I think about this a lot. Okay, so side note, sometimes, you know when celebrities get interviews and you're like watching a celebrity interview and you're like, how would I answer that question? And then you think about it. Um, Do you ever do that? Like, no, never? <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. I don't really watch celebrity interviews, but... Okay, but I have before. Yes, okay. Anyway, I think about that. I'm like, how would I answer this question? So, but I haven't thought about this one, so I guess that was kind of irrelevant. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, what would I tell my younger self? Okay, I don't think I would tell him. I wouldn't tell her anything. No, but I think it's really a bad idea to intervene with your past self. I would go back and smack them <laughs> in the head. No. No, um, I think if I were to tell my younger self something, um, I don't know. I have trouble giving advice that's not that doesn't pertain to a specific situation. Me too. I'm think- thinking about, like, how can I avoid, like being really personal with this question yeah um i think just i don't know like it's gonna be okay (laughs) that's a good one i I feel like that's that's, yeah that's what i mean especially as a kid that would have been helpful i feel to hear yeah i think just like your life is going to be okay even in the moments when you feel awful you're right for me yes i would smack her also oh legitimately yeah straight dropkick okay like what age tula though uh, a couple. Definitely 12, definitely 13, definitely 14. So, okay. Um, definitely not, I don't know, I, I don't think eight-year-old me really did anything wrong. So yeah. I'll let her slide. But I would be, <laughs> I, if I could give myself advice or if I could change anything about the way I acted when I, when I was younger, I would say to get the heck in touch with yourself because as a kid I was just like you know what like I'm gonna die so I'm just gonna like chill out and okay maybe that mentality hasn't changed very much but (laughs) I am definitely more in touch with who I am and what I like whatever but definitely I was fit I went through like it took me like three years to figure out like kind of who I am and of course I'm 15 so it's not like okay well I'm never gonna change again bye but I, I feel the most comfortable I felt about myself probably now yeah. Yeah. I think actually I do have something to say now that I've you know, okay. listened to you. Thank you. I think it, I think what I would say is it is okay to just be who you are. Like you can, yeah. and like when you want to be someone, there is no shame in like trying to be that new person that you want to be as long as it's like true to who you are. I feel like we kind of struggled like that in our friendship. Yeah, absolutely. Just like, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I would definitely just go back and be like, don't stress. Like, things are going to work out as long as you're not, like, a bad person. Yeah, just don't be mean. And then, how are our lives different now than what we thought they would be like when we were younger? Okay, I had this crazy moment in the car yesterday. When Okay, so Tula and I went to a corn maze in Colville yesterday. It was really fun. fun. Um, uh, Yeah, so I had this crazy moment in the back of the car. And I was thinking, and I was like, this is... I always like looked up to teenagers and like they're so cool like oh my gosh they like drive and do things and like hang out and I realized and I was thinking about some of your friends and I was like oh they're so cool and (laughs) I still kind of like look up to them like I'm like 10 or something oh my god but I'm, I'm like wait I'm a year younger than most of those people. And you're a year older than me. I'm a year older than you. And so these crazy experiences that I've been having, it's 
it's not crazy for one and for two i am at that age i am the cool kid now you are a teenager i'm a teenager you are wreaking havoc yes absolute chaos abby has told me that i am cool before and yeah, she's I, cool. I don't think i am i think i'm pretty regular i think anyone would disagree with that but <laughs> but i i enjoy spending time with abby it's always fun to take her on little adventures like driving little. out to Coeur d'Alene in the middle of the night kind of thing mm-hmm. and i find that fun it's part of the experience and even if hypothetically it's not it's not the crazy experience i hope for it is a memory it is something i remember that is why i do most everything that i do yeah so if yeah, yeah what about you um, I don't know. I'm honestly pre- a pretty accurate representation of what I wanted to be as a teenager. Really? That is so cool. I am not as hot as I thought I wanted, as I was going to be. Um, but experience-wise, I'm not as crazy. I've, I've not been to any high school parties. We are in the middle of a pandemic. That is true. Also, probably, I don't know. I, I would like to go to a party, but at the same time, like, eh. I, I don't it's know. not, like, yeah. high priority for me. I don't really care. I, I, I honestly really enjoy hanging out with smaller groups of people. Yeah. It's really fun for me. Um, well, and I feel like it, like if you were to go to a big party, you'd probably just end up hanging out with a few people anyway. Yeah, that's literally what parties are. It's, like, it's like basically lunch at school, where it's just, like, <laughs> cliques are kind of hanging out. Lunch, but with more drugs. <laughs> lunch, but night. So it's dinner. Yeah. <laughs> school dynamic you know what i mean okay anyway <laughs> let's go into like friendships and relationships so how do friends influence growing up slash changing we have some experience with this because we've been yeah. friends forever friends forever bffs <laughs> um i think oh i think friends are a great example of just being able to learn from something in life um i don't know i guess influence growing up for me, that's. I think Tula has grown me up a lot. Just hi. like hi, Tula. Um, I think just learning that different people are different. I Tula just has such a different perspective than I have, even if we agree on a lot that's of things. That's true. And so learning from her that way has really helped me grow up, like learn new things. And I feel like learning is one of the most important parts of growing up. So yeah, Abby has definitely been a great help to my development. I would say because like. I don't know. She's right. We have different outlooks, and we often argue about well, n- like maybe I'll, just like a heated conversation. Yeah. I'd say um, about the way we think, the way we handle things, and it's very different. And I feel like maybe if Abby and I combined, we would be a relatively rational person. We would be like a powerful freaking force. Yeah. We would run the world. The president. Yeah. Probably. And I think that's cool. I'm. I. I credit. Uh, every good part of myself to someone that I've met before. So thank you so much, and I love you. Yeah, so I think different relationships help you grow in different ways. And Yeah, even yeah. if maybe the relationships are bad, you still grow from them, and it Absolutely. sucks, but you are learning. And don't forget that you're always learning, and that is the most important part. Yeah, I think what really... When you stop growing up is when you stop wanting to learn, and then you're just kind of... You're going backwards. Yeah, for you're real. You're becoming more baby, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Becoming baby because you don't learn. Stupid I guess that doesn't make any sense. Whatever. When you... Yeah. You stop growing up when you... Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Moving on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) How do you... um, (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) Sorry. Okay. How do I grow out of friendships? Yes. That is what I was going to say. Good thing I'm psychic. Um, (laughs) How do I grow out of friendships? Not very well, honestly. What usually happens is I'm like, yo, this is not good for me not helping me not helping me learn not helping me grow making me feel bad not very good not very nice and i'm like okay peace 
then I don't know, I guess I would start by sort of drifting and being like, okay, I'm going to focus the time and energy I put towards this into, I don't know, something I'm doing, maybe like debate, maybe like my instrument, maybe an- another friend group, you know, mm-hmm. just taking this energy that I've so carefully crafted and devoted to this one person or one group and shift it to somewhere else because it cannot be destroyed, you know, law of energy and yeah, conservation, absolutely. whatever. I-, I totally agree with that in, in a metaphorical sense as well. Yeah. So, yeah. That's interesting. That's, I would absolutely agree with that because it's like, if you, I think the best way to end a relationship that's not really working well for you is just to take some of your energy out of it. You put that energy that you spend trying to make this relationship work that's not healthy for you, take that energy and use it for something that you are passionate about that is going to go well for you, that's going to be healthy. Um, And I think that's, I mean, that's yeah. just what you have to learn, which relationships are worth putting your energy into. Exactly. If you do not feel like you're like, if you feel like you're wasting your energy or wasting your time, you, you guys both probably deserve better slash something else. That is not the vibe. Yeah. So, I mean, that's exactly how I would do it. I'd say phase out. I don't go into the group chat and be like, F y'all. Bye. 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 Yeah. I mean, sometimes it does come down to confrontation and you'll need to learn how to handle that. And the best mm-hmm. way is stay calm, stay collected and dip. Yeah, I think the hard part is when one person sees it one way and they're yeah. like, yeah, I want to stay in this relationship. And the other one's like, no, Yeah, and sp- it's much easier when both of you are kind of mutually yeah. and agreed. Speaking, speaking of that, when is it necessary to grow out of friendships or relationships? Like, what are some signs you think? I mean, I think we just covered yeah, that. Yeah, when you... When you feel energy depleted when you hang out yeah, with them. And it's different for introverts. Like I get feeling drained after like any yeah. sort of emotional uh, exchange. But if you're literally like hanging out with someone and you're like, oh my God, I am i can't do this. Like this yeah. sucks. For me, there's a huge difference. Like as an introvert, like if I hang out with you for two days straight, then yeah, I'll be like, okay, I, I think I need to like. Take I a need, break. Yeah, I need to take a break. I just need to like a little time But you're time not myself. dreading the next time you see yeah, me. Yeah, but I'm not hopefully. dreading the next time you, I see you. I'm not like waiting for the minutes to pass until you right. Yeah, and honestly, it's not fair to either of you if you don't care about them, right? Yeah. And even if they are a terrible person and they're toxic or whatever, they still deserve something else. Someone that does care about them. Yeah. And so do you. I, Everyone listening, you deserve someone to be friends with or to be in a relationship with that makes you feel valued and that makes you feel like you are doing the right thing by spending your energy on them. Giving yes. your energy to them. It never feels like a waste. with them awesome if it's a good relationship it will never feel like a waste of your time i think personally and maybe like a different aspect of relationships is like how are our relationships with our parents and how have that how has that changed i think when you're little just generally speaking your relationship with your parents kind of comes down to a more for me it came down to more of a disciplinarian thing Mm -hmm. like it was like okay so i'm gonna teach you right and wrong these are the good things that you do and i will reward you for them these are the bad things that you do and these are bad um, and also just, like, obviously, like, they love you. It's, it's great. Um, but, yeah, I think what my parents did, you know, the more discipline-based um, thing, it it turned out pretty well for me. Like, there's some stuff that I, I don't didn't really appreciate. But yeah. um, now that they have taught me the things that they think are good and bad and their moral values – now that they've taught me those, I can move on and give my own interpretations of the world and I can think for myself and I can 
I mean, I can't do whatever I want, but they allow me the freedom to try things and make mistakes. I feel like my re- my relationship with my parents is a little bit different than that. I feel like most of the right and wrong that my parents taught me was like, you do what you feel is right unless it's directly hurting someone. Jealous. Crazy, right? But uh, the way I was raised was definitely like, Tula, you are smart. You can handle this. And you got to trust yourself when you think this is wrong or this is bad. That is so interesting. I was raised like, yes, I can swear in songs and I can swear when I get hurt. Never swear. Don't say shut up. Don't call someone stupid. Don't be mean to other people. But anything as an expression is valid. That's why I got my nose pierced in like going into eighth grade that's so interesting my mom dyed my hair forever and the thing is i don't feel the need to rebel against my family yes because i have the opportunity to always be open with them so yes i am a teenager who's living these these uh traditionally rebellious experiences Mm -hmm. but my parents know where i am and what i am doing because you're not doing it because you don't like them you're doing it the thing is they understand that i'm a teenager and for those with strict parents out there i know you've tried to turn off your location i know you've tried to tell your parents oh i'm at this person's house when you're not and that just is an unsafe way to do things and unfortunately is the only way a lot of people have the opportunity to express themselves or have fun so i was raised just like yes there are rules yes you have to be a good person but your expression and the way you feel is valid and that was a little bit hard when i was like oh my god yes i'm in sixth grade and i was crazy and like ah not really but you know abby knew me then and i just was like a little bit unbottled when it came to the way i was there weren't a lot of boundaries maybe yeah and that's because i was sorting myself out like i was raised to do but yes, there are rules like don't hit your brother, Tula. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I feel like the best part about the way I was raised is I kind of got to discover like what works for me and what works for my parents that makes our relationship mutually beneficial. Hmm. Wow, that's really good. Thank you. For me, it was a lot different because my parents raised me from a, yeah. an evangelical Christian viewpoint. So it was like God is going to hate you if you do this. Yeah. You cannot lie or God will be upset. And so, <laughs> and so I feel like a lot of the morals that I learned when I was young were more guilt-based. Like yeah. you will feel, you should feel bad if you do something wrong. Mm-hmm. And as my parents have, uh, I, I don't know. I think they've just realized that that's maybe not, m- my mom especially, maybe yeah. that's not the best way to get someone to do something. And it isn't. Yeah, I agree. Truly, like empirically. Guilting someone into it. Guilting someone into something, it just it just makes both of you feel bad. Right. Because why would if you want someone to do something and you guilt them into it, personally, I feel bad by doing that because it's like, well, they didn't actually want to do it anyway. Yeah, and like honestly, my relationship with my parents, very good. I feel a little bit disconnected sometimes because I, I grew up like or I am currently pretty independent. Because I mean, yeah, I I I love my parents. I see them a decent amount, but like I definitely feel a little bit more detached than like a fifteen year old traditionally would yeah because i don't have that like the same tether to my parents that like a lot of people with strict parents do Mm. and that's not that's not an inherently bad thing it's just kind of how the relationship works so there are downsides like maybe maybe i don't feel like i'm getting the recognition i deserve for something because i'm treated a little bit older than i than i technically am Mm. which isn't a bad thing and i honestly enjoy it from like looking back like if i'm looking into it from a third person perspective perspective Mm -hmm. but first person as an irrational teenager sometimes i crave a little bit of a little bit of exaggerated um you know mm, you know like 
Yeah. Push. Yeah. Uh, what's? I, I literally can't think encouragement. of Encouragement. Encouragement. There, there we, we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Tula and Abby have a freaky twin moment, and then right? we go to the break. Yeah, so we will be right back. Bye, guys. Bye. Man, it's a great feeling to finally get another car after that old one's been breaking down over and over. And it's another great feeling to get even more use out of an old car, and here's how you do it. Donate it to KYRS. Car donors get a KYRS membership, a tax deduction, and the satisfaction of really helping out. Just call toll-free 855-KYRS-CAR. That number is 855 597 7227. I'm gonna get me a car and I'll be headed on down the road. Where do artists find inspiration? What makes local artists tick? Each week on Art Hour, hosts Eric Woodard and Mike Malsom will explore these questions and more. We will interview writers, performers, songwriters, photographers, painters, comedians, filmmakers, arts educators, chefs, architects, sculptors, muralists, and anyone else making the burgeoning Spokane scene great. Listen to Art Hour every Thursday at 4 on KYRS. From now we'll all be gone All our friends will move away And they're going to better places But our friends will be gone away Nothing is as it has been and I miss your face like hell And I guess it's just as well But I miss your face like hell
So if you don't know what to make of this, then we will not relate. Oh, 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 oh. Rivers and roads, rivers and roads, rivers till I reach you. and roads all oh, rivers and roads all oh, rivers till I reach you oh, rivers and roads rivers till I reach you rivers and roads rivers Oh my god, hi. Hi. Welcome back to Tabby Cat. That was Rivers and Roads by The Head and the Heart. The Head and the Hearts. So, once again, let's just let's just get into it. Growing up. We're growing up since this episode had started. You're right. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Um, so are you more stressed out as you have gotten older? Do you do you think you're more stressed out now? Yup. <laughs> literally yes simple answer no no like literally i don't even know if i need an explanation for that yes 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 i right, am yes or no question we say yes are you yes do i even say why um i guess let's speed run reasons okay, okay. i have an anxiety disorder okay go oh we're trading yeah off. trading okay the world's ending school i have to worry about college yeah i'm scared money <laughs> i'm scared too <laughs> i'm scared that's the reason I'm stressed is because I'm scared. <laughs> no, yes, I am stressed out. All right. Mainly school. I don't yeah. know. I'm pretty I'm pretty chilling when it comes to social stuff right now. For That's the awesome. most part. But yeah. Okay, so what kind of pressures do we feel from our parents? Oh my god. Okay. I know I was just talking about my parents. Shout yeah. out mom. Shout out dad. Hey y'all. Hi guys. If you're listening. So pressures i feel for my parents um maybe not like a really a really conscious pressure to succeed but i know like if i get to be on a test my mom would be like oh what's wrong 
Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine and totally probably just her checking in because I don't get like grades like that very yeah. often. But I, I feel pressure to like outdo myself all the mm. time because I have I have a list of accomplishments that I would count as accomplishments. And I feel like every year I'm like, okay, well, gotta rack up more to like like kind of keep up my own reputation yeah which it, it, it's kind of twisted in a way but you know yeah no i think i feel that too i think both of us well i don't know for me shout out to my siblings i feel like my, i'm like the the good kid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry siblings i love you guys um but you know what i mean like yeah i'm the one who gets good grades I'm the oldest, so I can't really say that yet, but... Yeah, it, it's different for everyone, for sure. But I feel like just, like, a lot of pressure to succeed and to mm-hmm. to do well in life. Because I'm, like, paving the way, for me at least. It's yeah. like, I'm setting the standards, and right now they're they're real high. So. I'm trying to meet the standards that have already been there, but also trying to exceed them. Break them, yeah. Yeah, so a little different, but definitely the same pressure just to, like, do really well. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about peer pressure. This is actually a really interesting thing for me to talk about. Yeah. So I wanna I wanna actually say something about this. So peer pressure is is really demonized. We see these videos in school that are like, okay, well if you have friends and you're a teenager, they are literally gonna like force a, a white claw down your throat kind of vibe, or like <laughs> they're gonna be like, oh like take a hit of this, hey yeah. take Here, a hit of this. T- and if take you take my say, drugs, if, if you say no, they're gonna be like, uh, oh you're wow, stupid. you're Leave stupid, leave my party, get the heck out of my party, yeah. bro, get out of here unless you want to take a hit of this. I have to be honest with you. That, that never is, happens. That is not true. That does not at, happen. At least, at least in in the environments that I have been in. Yes. It, hypothetically, if I was around any substance or something like that, I would feel like people in our generation were like, "Oh, like, do you want to try this?" And if you said no, they'd be like, "Sick." Yeah. That like <laughs> they want their drugs for themselves. Yeah. I mean, why it, would you give anyone it is, your drugs? It is a polite thing. Not that you to should offer. do drugs. Don't do drugs. Like like treat treat drugs like an hors d'oeuvre. If you say no, the waiter is not gonna come back and be like, Hey, um, actually Bye. eat this or you kinda suck. Like I, I genuinely feel like peer pressure is is not really something about substance or like yeah. drugs or alcohol. I haven't experienced a lot of yeah. like negative peer I pressure. I can see peer pressure when it comes to fitting in and following trends, especially yes. when you're part of a high school clique, everybody. Yes. They're, they're real. I got to be honest. Yeah, I'm not part of one, but I see what Me you're either. saying. Um, yeah, there's, there's so much... Especially when you don't really understand trends. Like, Tula and I have been trying to find shoes for me. I have money for shoes. We're just trying to, like, find them. Yes. But I think all the shoes that she shows me look the exact same, even though she <laughs> says that one pair is ugly and one pair is not. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I want to fit in with the trend. Like, I want to look cute. I want people to think I'm cute. And it's really just not that big of a deal because I will wear whatever shoes. It doesn't matter to me. But I'm like, I don't understand why these shoes are cute and these ones are not. And they're like, literally both white Nikes. Yeah, and I was like, but these are the lows and the low ones are ugly. And she's like, I they literally look exactly the same yeah. size. I completely disagree with that. I think the lows look kind of like bowling shoes. So I, I didn't want you to get them. Okay. But yeah. I did say, I was like, yo, if you think they're cute, get them. I would not get something purposefully that Tula thought was ugly because <laughs> I, I just would not. Why? I simply would not. 
Why? Because generally the things that you think are ugly are things that most people will think are ugly. No. Yes. I I'm never gonna say. I want to look cool. No, no, please. Abby. Okay, peer pressure, Tula. Yeah, anyway, that was an example of we peer pressure. We went shopping yeah. together. I, we, we bought some new clothes for Abby. It like, was fun. Months ago. It was fun. Abby was really happy with, with what she bought from, from what I perceived. Right. No, it makes me happy to fit in with style choices. Like, that's just, an ex- you know, peer pressure. That's how it works. Because Abby texted Sometimes it feels good yeah, to fit in, and that's okay, I think. Abby texted me and was like, hey, like, I want to get some new clothes. You don't wear a potato sack so like can you help you me are out? my fashion icon is what i said <laughs> did you really no okay good. but that was what i was thinking oh thank you yeah i don't i'm i'm literally wearing shorts and a t-shirt to the studio today because that is the vibe cute but yes i think peer pressure isn't always an inherently negative thing sometimes peer pressure is like was like go brush your teeth you have not gotten out of bed in three days right i say this a lot but like i think a little shame is okay if we did not have shame we would not be hygienic we would not yeah do things that are like morally good but if you don't feel like doing something I don't do be, it unless it's like a, a legal obligation don't do it i'm sorry yeah because no matter what you do you will find people to fit in with even if maybe that decision is not a good one yes because there are eight billion people around that's just around <laughs> just some places yeah. So, yeah so final question where do we see ourselves in 10 years i know we tried to kind of talk about this um where where realistically where do i see myself in 10 years no okay like ideally not realistically just like ideally where would you be um i would be on a field study for botany and zoology in a rainforest working on a journal that i can come home and publish and then sit and wait to get interviewed by a bunch of places and live in a nice house with uh some cool pets and stuff that is lovely thank you i also would like to travel but more so like secure yes i think for me i would like to be i would hopefully have my master's degree ideally in some kind of uh public policy and i would be working as a policy analyst in washington dc and i would get to visit the smithsonian's because i love museums oh me too yeah let's go come to washington dc with me okay i will okay so yeah i think uh growing up is just really hard it's getting harder um in such a tumultuous world um i would say that we try to like end this episode on on a hopeful note so yes that is our ideal and i know realism is a hard pill to swallow and we both struggle to find something that wouldn't sound insincere when we say yeah so i guess we'll just say see you later yeah and speaking of growing hey make sure that if you want to support us two local radio show hosts to text give krs to 44321 and you disagree with us or you just want to say hi hit us up on our instagram tabbycatkyrs or on our website tabbycatonair.com and i will get back to you eventually yeah anyway i love you love you guys goodbye bye so this has been krs medical lake spokane 88.1 and 92.3 fm we'll see y'all later bye guys bye